Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, brhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. First of the year, it's, it's always a good time to take stock of where you're at, um, you know, set some goals, make some plans. I like to read back um, in my journal to where I was last year at, at this time, sort of flip through and you know, sort of just uh, think about how the year went. And We're in a place now, uh, this church, whether you know it or not, we are in a time of transition. We are um, we're taking some time to look at everything that we do and the way we've done things and to try to improve it, to try to build a foundation that we can grow on. Um, so, yes, we're doing, we're trying to do a great service every week, but behind the scenes, what we're really doing is trying to build a great church. Um, and Mount Hope, our parent church, has, has been very helpful in providing us a, a plan of things that we wouldn't maybe have even thought of on our own. And so we, uh, since September, no, since a few months ago, we've been walking slowly through a path and a plan to put everything in place so that we can launch as a brand new Hope Church on Easter. So, so, that's, what, uh, so that's what we've been trying to do. And, and the first step when you're, when you're trying to um, build something is you've got to figure out who you are, what's important to you, um, why you exist, what, what the purpose is. And, and um, uh, so with a, a lot of prayer and, and, and input and, and help, we've been, we've been walking through that process of figuring out um, what's our mission, what's, what's the vision that we have um, as a church, who are we when no one's looking, like what's our, what are the things that make us who we are? And, um, and so I, instead of preaching a sermon this morning, I want to share with you what, what we've come up with um, and because uh, um, I just want us all to be on the same page of why we're doing this. If we're only here to, to just to meet up on Sunday mornings, have a fun time uh, making some music, singing some songs, and, and, and go home, that's not a good enough reason for me to give up everything we're giving up to do this, and I don't think it's a good enough reason for you, um, because you all have a role to play. And uh, so, I think our mission—will you um, bring that up for us, Felicity? I think our mission is simple: it's to love God, love people, and make disciples. To love God, love people, and make disciples. This church has always been good at, I think, at love. It, it was one of the first things I noticed when I came here the very first day. I was like, wow, this church is really loving. And uh, I think if you break that down, loving God, our Sunday morning, everything we do on a Sunday morning is sort of about that. You know, our worship, our baptism, um, uh, prayer, all of that stuff is, is, um, is loving God, loving on God. Loving people, I think, is what happens when we um, 
teach them about the Lord and we, we help them to, to become followers of Christ and um, you know, we begin to, to help them on their, on their journey. That's us loving people, loving them enough to introduce them to this amazing creator of ours. And making disciples, um, we've, we've never been good at that. If I'm just being honest with you, as a church, we have not been good at making disciples. And so we need to know how to do that. And I think it involves training each of us up to be disciple makers and, and to raise up disciple makers so that then they're able to, to do the same thing. I think that's crucial going forward that we have a we have a plan and a path in place for each of you to become a leader and a disciple maker. And, and to what end? Um, to just fill this room with people? You know, what's our vision? What's, why are we doing this? Um, I wanted to just have a small vision, something that I could accomplish. I, I, and it was revolving around numbers. Like, I think... I could, probably on the strength of, of our own backs, I think we could grow this church to a couple of hundred people. We'd be very happy. The room would be full, and um, we could keep doing church for, for a long time that way. Um, but God let me know that is too small, way, way too small. If I can do it on my own, it's too small. And so... Um, I spent the, I'd say of all of this stuff, I spent the most time praying about the vision. And, um, and this is what I came up with. Felicity, will you put it up for us? I believe the vision that God has, has given for Hope Church is to see Macosta, Nuego, Lake, and Osceola counties discipled and to reach the nations with the gospel of Christ through Ferris State University. How are we going to do that? Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's impossible uh, to think that we could actually disciple four big counties. They're so spread out. I can't personally minister to Fremont or even to Baldwin. You know, what, what's it going to take for us to actually accomplish this vision? I think it's going to take a lot of, of leaders stepping up, probably either church plants or satellite churches or, you know, video um, streaming in different locations because they're not going to come to us. You know, we're going to have to go to them, right? And how are we going to reach the nations? Um, well, I have started a dialogue with the, um, the international, uh, person who runs the international student ministries. And the first step is we've, we've got to meet these kids. They're not coming here. Um, so we're going to have to go to them. And uh, what I've found is that um, a lot of our international students, for the entire time they're in Big Rapids, they never set foot in an American home because no one invites them. Um, and so I've made it clear to the, 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 the woman who runs that program, the doctor, uh, that we want, we're, our home is open. Um, we want to have these kids over for dinner, for holidays, any time where uh, 
everyone else is gone because they can drive home, but these kids are here because it's too expensive to fly back to where they're from. I, I, want, I want them at my house. You know, and I'm sure that um, a number of you will, will join us in doing that because I think it's as easy as just opening our, our homes and our, um, our hearts to these kids, um, feeding them. It's a very, very easy way to someone's heart, especially college kids. You just feed them. Seems to be mostly what it takes. So, so it's big. I get scared when I, when I read this, when I look at this. I get very... Uh, I get very anxious until I realize that I'm not going to, it's not on me. I'm not going to do this in my own strength. You know, I, but if I keep it in front of me, we can keep moving towards it. So the next step was to figure out kind of what's the DNA of our church? What are our core values? What do we as a church um, value the most? And the first one was easy to me. Um, we value the presence of God above all else. And the verse to go with it, Revelation 21.3, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. From day one, um, I knew that this was a church that loves the presence of God. Um, and we love it so much that we, we don't skimp out on it. We could do a nice, we could polish up our, our worship set, make it a tight 20 minutes or something, and um, just do the songs the way they're recorded, but, but we don't. Uh, we give room for the presence of God to come and, and uh, minister to us and us to him. And um, when I say the presence of God, I'm sure most of you know exactly what I'm talking about, but... Um, if you're not sure, I'm talking about that tangible feeling you get, that sense when you know that God is in the room, that God is on you. It's, for me, sometimes it's a tingling on the skin or it's a pressure on the, on the chest or you know, my heart or it's um, sometimes just a, a lightness. I feel like I could float, you know what I mean? But it's that, that tangible change in the room that happens when the creator of the universe is in the place and, and, and something about our awareness of him um, you know and music's just such a catalyst for that and that's why we this church loves to worship with music because it's just a catalyst for the presence of God and um, we're like we're like Moses you know in the desert God if you're not going we're not going you know if you're not going to be there we're not going and um, I think that's just how we as a church, have, have always been, and we're not going to change that or, or um, you know, back away from it. We're going to continue to pursue it. I'm praying that, that, um, that this is the greatest year of all. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want you to pray for it, ask for it, keep asking, because it will change everything. The second one, we believe that lost people matter to God and to us. We believe that lost people matter to God and to us. Luke 15, 7 says, In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. That's that reckless love I sang about a couple of weeks ago, you know, that leaves the 99 
to find that one. And, uh, and we've got we've to be the same way. We have to, we've got to feel that way about lost people because um, that grace, that mercy, that love that we've received, um, it should be just burning in us to help others to, to experience that same thing. Amen? The third one, we will protect unity at all costs. John 17, 23, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Unity is so important. When you're fighting, you're not growing. You know, and I've been in, I've been in the church when it's been fighting, you know, when there's backbiting, gossip, um, it's my job to protect the unity of this church. I, I'm not, I won't participate in gossip or talk negatively. Um, I won't allow rebellious spirits to break the unity. Psalm 133 says, How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. The next one's, We believe that every member is a minister. Ephesians 4.16 says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And I've, I've said this to you guys many times. Each one of you is a minister of the gospel of Christ. If you if you're belong to the church, the body, um, you are a minister. You have a job to do. There's a calling on your life, and you will never feel at ease, comfortable until you're, until you're actually fulfilling that calling he's placed on you. The next one is, we will be genuine and authentic at all times. Ephesians 4.22 says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. We are authentic around here. What you see is what you get. Um, I don't have a, a very good filter um, or, a, or a very good character to play. I just, I just am, am the way I am. We, we tell the truth. Um, I think people will flock to that. If we're open and honest and we're genuine about, about our struggles and our victories, I think people will respond to that. I want to just be, be honest, be open, be real. Um, I would want to tell you the same things I would tell my own son. You know, that's my position. The next one is we will be inspiring with our words and actions. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. We're going to be inspiring. We're not going to live down here. We're going to be life-giving, life-affirming, faith-filled. We, we believe that the glass is half full and there's free refills. All right? We, we want to lift people up. You know, when they're down, we're not going to get down with them. We're going to lift their head up, point them to the one, the, the source, the one who has the answers. You know? We're not going to wallow with them. We're going to keep reminding them the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. 
I believe that so much that I'm going to have Shelly paint it on the door as you leave so that every time you leave this place you see that the best is yet to come. I'm going to live upwards. You know, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, we're going to dwell on those things. Okay, that's who we're going to be as a people. We're not going to wallow. We're not going to stay down here. When we find people down here, we're immediately going to lift up their head, point them up. Next is we'll be radically and ridiculously generous. Luke 6, 37, 38 says, Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. There's this scarcity mentality, this poverty mentality, this, this feeling that there's not enough. The Lord has more than enough. His kingdom is ever-expanding. Um, we know that the generous man is, is blessed. We also know you're not going to outgive God. And, and I, I keep telling you guys that this verse is not, it doesn't mention money at all. It's a principle. It's a spiritual principle that whatever you give, if you give judgment, you'll reap judgment. You give uh, of your time, you, you'll be, it'll be given to you. You give um, forgiveness, it'll be forgiven of you. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I mean, if, if God can provide a, a ram in the bush or a fish when it's time to pay your taxes, he's got us covered. So I want us to be a church that is crazy generous. Um, when there's a need, I, I want us to step up and meet that need. If, if the, the schools, if kids need a winter coat, I'm going to buy them a winter coat. And I want, I want you all to take that, that, um, that same attitude of that we're going to, we've been so blessed, we're going to be a blessing. We're going to be radically generous. I, I, want, I would love to see this church be like the top uh, giver towards missions, you know, or to, um, you know, the, the children's programs and, and stuff like that. I would love to see us be known as a church that is just crazy generous, you know. And I know most of you uh, are very generous people. And, and that's, that's always been part of who we are. We know that without prayer, all our labor is in vain. With God, all things are possible. Without prayer, all our labor is in vain. With God, all things are possible. Psalm 127 says, Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. Um, I also can see us having just the most powerful prayer ministry. Um, we're working on it. We're, we're putting things in place to get our, our prayer warriors uh, ready for battle and, and, and put them to work. To, um, I need people praying for me. I need people praying for us, for this, for this place, for this, this mission, this vision. Um, and so uh, I know that I could work and work and work and work and work and work. But if God's not in it, it's for nothing. And so we're going to go to him about everything. That's been one of the, um, my personal goals f f 
for most of my adult life has been to hear from God on every decision I make, big or small. I'm not there yet. But I'm going to keep, keep pursuing that. <clears throat> and finally, we will honor and love each other at all times. Romans 12, 9 through 13. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. That really sums it up, huh? If we just did that one, we could get rid of all the others. When Siobhan and I first came here, we didn't want to come here. As, as, I mean, that's a story that keeps repeating itself. Um, this wasn't most of our first choices, but we, we, came, we came originally. Uh, Pastor Kevin Payne had just left. So had some key members of, of Rob's worship team at the time, and he, had, he needed some help and had asked us to come, and we were in between churches, and so we came, and uh, right away, the two things we noticed was that this is a people who love to worship, who love the presence of God, and also that this is a church that loves people, that uh, they made us feel very welcomed and very loved right away. And I think that one, that is the reason we stayed was because we felt loved. And so we're not going to pretend to love people. Let's just really love them. We're going to love God. We're going to love people. We're going to make disciples. We're going to love God. We're going to love people. And we're going to make disciples. I think we should love on God right now by sharing and communion together. Girls, will you come and, and pass out the elements for me? So we're going to take communion together and, and, if you, and if you don't know what that is, it's, a, it's symbolic and it goes all the way back to the Passover in the Old Testament when, when God's wrath and anger was burning against Egypt. And in order to protect his people, he had them sacrifice a lamb, a pure spotless lamb, and paint the doorposts of their home with the blood of that lamb so that God's anger and wrath would pass over that house and they'd be protected. They'd be covered by his mercy. But that plan was not, was not good enough. So God had to finish it once and for all. And so when, when Christ died on that cross, that pure, spotless lamb sacrificed himself for us, he took his blood and painted it on the doorposts of our heart so that for once and for all, we could have God's grace, forgiveness, and mercy, that we would not die, but would spend eternity in heaven with him. And so the reason we take communion together is to remember that sacrifice, to remember 
that his body was broken for us, that his blood was poured out so that once and for all, we could be forgiven, set free from sin and from death. Father, we thank you. I thank you for that sacrifice, Lord. I thank you that when I couldn't do for myself, you did it for us once and for all. Thank you, Father. The Bible says, Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So if you have bread, I want you to just take a minute. Just take a minute and really think about that. Just prepare yourself to take this, this communion. And when you're ready, go ahead and partake.
you, Father. Thank you, Father. I pray that uh, your anointing will be on us and on this place as we, as we move into this new year, Father. I pray that your word would be a light to our feet, would illuminate our path so that we could walk confidently into this, this, uh, this plan that you have for us. I pray that it would unroll like a carpet before us and, and we could move forward confidently knowing that we're in your will and in your presence. And it's in your name that we, that we ask all of this, the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help. Thanks, and have a blessed week.